chapter 9, verse 23, Thus saith the Lord, Let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, neither let the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches, but let him that glorieth glory in this, that he understandeth and knoweth me. That is an awesome scripture right there. All right. It's not about the things that men glory in. Conquerors have come and gone and stood in a pool of blood and gloried in their conquering. And they're gone from the scene tonight. The things that men glory in will pass. But let him that glorieth glory in this, that he understandeth and knoweth me. When we finally see him as he truly is, we're going to regret that we have not radically pursued his presence every day of our lives. Amen. I tell you that there is a lot of misunderstandings about God in our world today. <coughs> Even in Christianity, there's a lot of folks that see God as always being filled with animosity toward them. And instead of a God of tenderness, and gentleness and gladness and desire toward us, they see him as this God that is angry at them all the time. And for that reason, it always affects every aspect of their approach toward him. God wants something better than that for you tonight. Amen? There, there are too many Christians that every time that they go to pray or worship, they, they're silently kind of negotiating with God. Lord, if one more time you'll bless me, I won't do that no more. If one more time you'll forgive me, Lord, I'll, I'll, I'll praise you like you want me to praise you. There's this little negotiation going on in the back chambers of their mind and they're not free and liberated to praise God as the Lord would love to have them in an intimate, loving relationship just pour out their praise on Him. I am telling you tonight, amen, you're never going to be able to produce an argument good enough to convince God to love you. He already loves you. Quit trying to make him love you tonight or convince him to give you one more chance and love you tonight. He already loves you. Amen. Amen. Why don't you begin to praise God? Amen. He don't have to work up some kind of emotion to praise to feel good towards you. God loves you tonight. All right. Hallelujah. Amen. And so he he's don't lug around that guilt load and condemn condemnation load on your back like a mule carrying something around all the time 
Amen. I want you to know tonight, amen, you're not, you don't have to be a, 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 a you know, a, a, a prisoner on probation or something like that with God. He wants you, amen, to, to, to enjoy His presence and to revel in His presence and to rejoice at His presence tonight. Amen. God will give you that if you'll just let Him do it tonight. Now, our text tonight is from 1 Kings, and we're talking about Jeroboam, who was the ruler of the northern part of the divided kingdom, Israel in the north and Judah in the south. Shortly after Solomon's reign, due to the increase, heavy increase in taxation and other things that were going on, there was a split that took part in the nation. And so the southern king, kingdom, Judah, had a king by the name of Rehoboam. The northern kingdom had a king by the name of Jeroboam. And there was a lot of animosities, particularly between Judah and the tribe of Dan that was in the northern kingdom. And this produced a lot of resentment, a lot of anger, a lot of infighting and things going on. And it was not a good situation. That was the scenario in which this happened. But you remember there's only one Jerusalem. There's only one place where God said, I'll put my name. Right. There's only one city where God said that that's where I want my temple built. And so uh, Rehoboam understood that if the people of Israel went down to Jerusalem to worship, it was not going to bode well for him and for his reign. And so he sought to somehow seduce them into worshiping uh, at these idols, these two golden calves that he created and put in these two separate cities to make it convenient for them to go up to worship. Worship is not about convenience. Amen. It is so much more than that. What God desires is people that will not consider the cost, right. but will pour out their alabaster box and just give it all in worship to yes. Him without restraint. Amen. And we live in a generation and time when people are recognizing uh, in an unprecedented way their need for God. I know there are those that are blinded spiritually totally, but there, there are many people that are recognizing that they desperately, we need God. Yes. There is a hunger in hearts today. Yes. And men are sick of sin, the perverseness of the society that we have come to, uh, to in today's world. But in order to restrain and to contain that and to, to, to keep people captivated, uh, the adversary assaults people and their minds and sinners in these areas of their thoughts. First of all, amen, he'll tell them the Holy Ghost is not real. I'm preaching to you tonight about the great need for men and women today. The Holy Ghost. The devil will say it is not real. There's a testimony from someone who just got it. Amen. Our old pioneers used to say, it's real, it's real. 
temporary highs and stuff like that. They're looking for something that is real. Something that will sustain you. Something that will stay with you. Something that will never leave you nor forsake you. Amen. They're looking for something that's not some kind of short-lived spiritual experience. They're not looking for something that's going to fade away in the morning sun. They're looking for something that will hang with them. They need something in their life. They're dreaming of something that will prevail. Something that will persist. Something that will cons constrain them and keep them and hold them yes. and empower them. So, it's real. It's real. I know it's real. Pastor, we already know this. You need to hear it again. Amen? Because those mindsets that the devil is using to hold people back will slip into our thinking if we're not careful. Well, we know the Holy Ghost real because we got it, but I don't know if it's, I, I, I don't know if they'd ever make it if they got it. Hello? Amen. I'm here to root that out tonight. That's what's keeping folks from what they need, and far be it from us to be part of the devil's trick toolbox here tonight. Amen. I believe God wants to bring sinners to repentance. I believe heaven rejoices when it happens. I believe that Jesus went to the cross so that we could repent of our sins, be born again of the water and of the Spirit. Amen. I believe that God purchased our salvation so we could have it. And tonight, it is for me, and it's for you, and it's for them. It's for everybody tonight. God said in the last days, I'm going to pour out my Spirit on all flesh. Somebody clap your hands for me. So my thought tonight is simply, amen. A sinner's dream and the devil's nightmare. Hallelujah. That was some folks, and Jeroboam understood that if they ever, if they ever went to Jerusalem, something was going to happen. You remember Jerusalem is where the day of Pentecost happened. Right? Where they were in one place and one accord. And suddenly there came sin. In the fullness of time, when, when that day of Pentecost was fully come, God had it planned from many years before. He had already picked the location. That's where it was going to start. But the promise was not just to them. It was to them that are afar off, Peter said, right? Amen. This promise was to them that are afar off. The devil doesn't mind it a bit if folks go to church. In fact, religion has inoculated people so that they don't experience the effects and the power of the Holy Ghost. But God wants something better for you. Yeah. I don't care where you go to church. I don't care what sign is on the door. I'm telling you, God's got something better than religion for you. Amen. Amen. There's a, there, churches are a dime a dozen today. And they'll make it convenient for you. They'll make it seeker sensitive so that they're sensitive to your, 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 your fears and your concerns. Amen. We've had folks pull up on our parking lot and shake before they come in the house because they're scared to go to a Pentecostal church. But I'm here to tell you tonight it's the devil's business to get folks scared about what God wants to do. It's his business to trick them into not going all the way to Jerusalem. Amen. Amen. 
but it is a sinner's dream and it's a devil's nightmare tonight. If you ever get to Jerusalem, something is going to happen. He don't want you to get there. It's the place of Pentecost. It's a place of power. It's a place of revelation. Amen. It's a place of deliverance. I'm telling you tonight, God has a desire that is strong and powerful. In 2019, he wants folks to get to Pentecost. Yes. yes. He says, if you'll just get, I have promised it. I will pour out of my yes. spirit the saith the Lord. Hallelujah. But Jeroboam said, if they get back to Jerusalem, they'll kill me, they'll crown Rehoboam king, and they'll never return. Amen. I want to tell you, the devil knows tonight that if folks get to Jerusalem, if folks get to Pentecost, hallelujah, amen, they will crown Jesus king of kings, hallelujah, they'll kick old devil off his seat, amen, and they'll never go back to that sin and jump they lived in if they ever get to Jerusalem. Hallelujah. I tell you, it is a sin's dream. God will give you power over all of that sin in your life. And there's deliverance. Yes. Whatever has has Change you, whatever has imprisoned you, whatever has kept you from a truly joyous, God given experience with Him, amen. It's nothing but the devil's trick, and there is power in God over everything that the devil will attempt to do. Bottom line, we just got to get to Jerusalem. Hallelujah. Amen. What did Jesus say? Tarry ye in Jerusalem until you be a dude with power from on high. I'm telling you, I don't care what kind of sin somebody's been in. If they can just tarry in Jerusalem long enough, there's going to be a sound of a rushing mighty wind that's going to fill all the place. And that same breath that breathed into them, the breath of natural life. We'll breathe once again, this time letting them be born again of the water and of the spirit, a spiritual life. Jesus breathed on his disciples and said, receive ye the Holy Ghost. They didn't get it that moment. Amen. And that tells me that any preacher that tells you, okay, well, just because I said it, you got the Holy Ghost. That ain't enough. Amen. I'm telling you what has to happen. God has to move from heaven and pour out his spirit. I can baptize you in water, and that's a command, and we're glad to do it. But I'm here to tell you, I cannot baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. John said, there's one coming after me that's greater than I. He will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. If you can just get to Jerusalem, amen, I'm telling you, it's a sinner's dream. Everything amen. you've ever hoped for, everything you've ever dreamed of, it is there in an experience with God. How do folks drink? They're trying to fill a void that was shaped and designed for God. That's right. Be not drunk with wine wherein is excess. But be you filled with the Spirit. Amen. Amen. What are they doing? They're trying to fill a space with something, a substitute. Amen. The substitute is not the real thing. And it will never satisfy. 
but if they can get to Jerusalem. Amen. If they can get to Jerusalem, hallelujah. Amen. They're going to crown Jesus king in their life. They're going to kick the devil off the throne in their life, and they're never going to go back. There's people in this city that's going to be ducking the doors down there. Amen. I feel like there's going to be a great gathering that's about to happen as God poured out his spirit.
to a close tonight. If you'll stand with me right now. Amen. Don't despise the death. Small things I am telling you right now. Amen. There is power in what God is speaking. What God is saying in this church today. Hallelujah. I thank God for the anointing that's with us when we pray. It was here today when we anointed prayer cloths. Amen. To send out and give to people that are sick and hurting and things. Amen. The power of God come down in this place. But the great message that this church stands for, the great message that this church was built on, the great message that is the good news that delivered us is what happened in Jerusalem. What happened on Pentecost? The devil wants more than anything. His greatest nightmare is that somebody's going to go to an altar. That's right. His greatest nightmare is that somebody's going to repent of their sins. It scares the daylights out of the devil. Amen. He fear rises up in his heart. He trembles in his boots. Amen. The Bible tells us that, they, that, that even demons, they, they know there's one God. And they tremble. They tremble. Amen. They know that he is God. They know that he is one. But the one thing that they're counting on is that the church is not going to deliver this message to a lost world. Amen. That if they can get to Jerusalem, everything's going to change. I don't care what denomination they come from, it doesn't matter. Amen. They need the Holy Ghost. Amen. They need the power that comes through this awesome gift. I believe that right now in hell, we're making some waves. The devil likes me to get up and preach some pop psychology to you and make you feel good and pat you on the back and tell you how sweet you are and, 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 and tell you that, that uh, you know, everything is all right and, and, and God, God loves you and so don't, you don't have nothing to worry about. You don't have nothing to be concerned about. There's nothing you need to do. He's already done it at Calvary. So, so just, just uh, forget about it. If God called you, then you're going to be saved. And there's nothing you can do about that. And if he didn't, well, you're going to be lost. And there's really nothing you can do about that either. Once saved, always saved. And the folks that say that, that, that uh, you know, grace is just for a certain select few. And it's not for this few over here. These, these, it's for these, it's not for those. The devil's tried every trick in the book, but there's a church in Rector, Arkansas tonight yeah. that's saying, if God wants to give you the baptism of the Holy Ghost, holy to God. If you love that experience, if you have that experience tonight, amen, I want you to come to this altar tonight. I want you to come to this front giving glory to God. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for this awesome gift of the Holy Ghost. 